Welcome to a new world of entertainment. The ultimate entertainment platform. Featuring Mike Winkler. From Condiment Games, Jeremy Larson. Jason Kabasic. And Martin Houston. Created by friends. We feature live discussions on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. In-depth podcast discussions. Gaming streaming. And written reviews. Subscribe to our podcast and visit our site for more info. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Action, Entertainment. On this episode of our podcast. Oh, look at this. This is a good one. Some suggest that Parker's powers include the male spider's ability to hypnotize females. Stop, come on. <laughs> yes, my spider lord. <laughs> Can we just like stay up here all day? It is so crazy down there. That's right, folks. Spider-Man is in fact Peter Parker. Listen, I did not kill Mysterio. The drones did. The drones that are yours. Does any part of you feel relieved about all this? What do you mean? Now that everybody knows you don't really have to hide or lie to people. For the record, I never wanted to lie to you. But how do you tell someone that you're Spider-Man? Now everybody knows. But this isn't about me. This is hurting a lot of people. I've just been thinking about how to fix all of this. So, Peter, to what do I owe the pleasure? I'm sorry to bother you, sir. Please, we saved half the universe together. I think we're beyond you calling me, sir. Okay, Steven. That feels weird, but I'll allow it. When Mysterio revealed my identity, my entire life got screwed up. I was wondering if maybe you could make it so that he never did. Strange. Don't cast that spell. It's too dangerous. Fine. I won't. The entire world is about to forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Wait, everyone? Can't some people still know? That's not how the spell works. So MJ's gonna forget about everything we've ever been through? Stop tampering with the spell. Oh my god, Ned, he's my best friend. Oh, my Aunt May should really stop talking. What just happened? We tampered with the stability of space-time. The multiverse is a concept about which we know frighteningly little. problem is you trying to live two different lives. The longer you do it, the more dangerous it becomes. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for, Parker. Hello, Peter. 
Spider-Man No Way Home. Hello everyone, welcome back. This time it's Lights, Camera, Action, Entertainment. We have dropped the reviews and we are just now an entertainment brand that gives you podcasts and whatever entertainment needs. Um, first, I want to open up uh, to a new guy joining the squad, Mr. Martin Houston. Welcome, Martin, to Lights, Camera, Action, Entertainment. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Monitor. <laughs> About time. We've been wanting to get you on for a while now. I know me and Mike have. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, we're glad to have Jeremy Larson back with us, too. It's good to be back, guys. And, of course, Jason Kabasik, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike Wickler here. So, today, uh, we had discussed and we posted on our Facebook about doing Supernatural, but the new Spider-Man movie was too much of a hard thing to pass up for this episode. We've now all seen the movie. Um, I've now seen it twice, so it's really fresh in my mind now. Um, so, okay, so Jason has now two as well. So, I want to get... just further solidified what uh, me and Jeremy are on agreement here. This is the best MCU film, easily. The best. The best. I'm going to be very curious to talk about that one. Maybe you guys can convince me. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I mean, I was able back. to uh, dissuade Jason about Star Trek. So Shut you know. up! <laughs> <laughs> that did surprisingly work. That was that was a good podcast. Uh, but yeah, uh, the movie, man, is just blowing up at the box office. Of course, we expected that. And uh, 95%. Where are the numbers at right now? Uh, I, think I it made... it was a really high number. Made fifty mil, I know, on opening night alone. I didn't see the final numbers for the weekend, but fifty mil on opening night, um, and ninety-five uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So I had to go opening night. I could not. I can't. I couldn't sit back and wait for it to happen to me. Mm-mm. I I knew that spoilers were going to be imminent, and I could. I couldn't wait. No, and if anybody <laughs> hasn't seen it yet, I'm going to let a spoiler out right now. Yes, the movie does see the return of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, which we all knew was going to happen. But they, the marketing that they played for that was so great. The marketing <laughs> they played for that was... Uh, that one I will disagree with because they it was the worst kept secret and they were trying, they were trying to hide the fact they were in that movie for so long, even though we all already knew. Part of me wonders... The thing is, is that, that I... I honestly don't think uh, it, I didn't see a lot of the press until after the rumors started spreading that they were going to come back. So mm-hmm. I, I think it was what the leak photo of all of them being on the same set. And I didn't hear about that until afterward. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, mar- the I mean, when uh, when Tom Holland was doing the commercial, he said, I'm going to bring in two very special friends with me to introduce all this. And then it was just MJ and Ned. And I'm like, ah, yeah. you, got me. <laughs> yeah. you got me there. Do you guys wonder if that maybe they should have maybe played up these two were in it and, and the poster should have been the three Spideys together? And that would it maybe have, I don't know. I mean, I know the movie did so well already. I know it couldn't have really done much better than what it did. But do you think that maybe they should have played this up more? No, I'd say I'd say no. Um, okay. I, I think that they did, as uh, Jason said, you know, it's they could have did a lot better with uh, with trying to keep that on the on the low. Better see. Uh, it's kind of, it's but kind of I, hard. But it's kind of hard go with, for uh, them to do that, seeing yeah. that it was, uh, you know, you're bringing in old villains. You're, you know, 
it's it's well, bound to be at least there's one of these yeah it's not only the fact they're bringing in old villains it's the fact that it's considering that this was going into the whole multiverse theory finally it, it was a almost guaranteed lock the second that they announced that that you were going to have Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming back. Do you guys think that if Into the Spider-Verse wouldn't have been a precursor to this, that we would have been as open to that happening? I didn't think of that. I'm gonna not going to lie. I don't know if I would have. That's what I thought. That's what I was kind of thinking, too, because I, I think don't we know... need a taste of the multiverse for this to work. Mm-hmm. And both. Um... Oh, shoot. I'm looking into the, you know, into the Spider-Verse and even uh, going as far as um, WandaVision, I would say, would be included in that as well. Sure. I think we needed a taste of what could be to realize what ha- what is happening in this is actually happening and the stakes are extremely high. Mm-hmm. To get that taste, we understand the stakes. Yeah, like, like if we didn't have that come before, we wouldn't have known <clears throat> what to expect. It would have been like, a, what is the multiverse going to bring that we haven't seen before? Exactly. I yeah. also think uh, that the Into the Spider-Verse, the uh, animated series... Also, mm-hmm. really helped uh, bring that home, you know. Um, just with the with them introducing the multiverse, you know, all on all on its own was right. uh, true. Was well received, you know. So, you know, shortly after, I couldn't see them not bringing in the multiverse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. True. And speaking of into the Spider Verse, I did like the nod that. Uh, Jamie Foxx brought into the movie about how you know, man, I wish that there was a black Spider-Man. Yes, yeah. I, I thought that was a clever line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't what? have been surprised if Miles would have shown his face. Yeah, yeah. I mean, considering what everybody that showed up in this movie, I I think the well, one thing the I was I have with it, who would you cast as Miles? As that, Miles? That's the thing that I I think that it, I think bringing Miles in would have been too much. Because Probably. we would have been, uh, it would have been another new character to add to, add to the movie, <laughs> and it would have been, it, it wouldn't, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been enough setup because we don't, we don't see him as anything other than an animated person right now. True. Yeah. True. Yeah, I think it was a good call because the movie already was so cluttered with everything, and I think they were trying so hard to not be Spider-Man three. Hmm. Yeah. And thank God they didn't, because the villains... This is the movie that Spider-Man 3 could have been minus the multiverse. Yeah. This yeah, this could have easily gone either direction, from either being very good mm-hmm. to Spider-Man 3, and nobody wants to see that again. <laughs> yeah, um, I think there was a good reason why Tobey Maguire's movie stopped... Uh, you know, before I jump into the plot synopsis, I wanted to bring this this uh, this bit of news that came down that apparently Sony is discussing multiple projects with Andrew Garfield's Spider Man. I I heard that I uh, saw that they too. Were do that, and I am so happy about it. He yeah. deserves that third movie at least to finish off his trilogy. He does, he, and Especially, I think I think it should come after 
this. This. Yes. We should fast forward how many years into the future where we uh, we can see um, what his bitterness has cost him in his own universe. Right. Well, I felt as though this movie was really playing up that that was coming because between breaking down that his life was all about Spider-Man, not about Peter Parker, and then he had the one line that I went back to after the second time. He claims that he wished he would have fought an alien and like the other two did, and then we get the hint that you know, you know, Tom Hardy's Venom now is not in Tom Holland's universe. Ugh. So what if Tom Hardy's Venom is actually in Andrew Garfield's universe and he doesn't know he exists yet? No, 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 no. Venom is in the MCU now. That's in... Yeah. Sorry. Venom is in the MCU, but not Tom Hardy's Venom. Yeah, Tom Hardy's Venom is what I mean. Tom Hardy's Venom we know is not from Tom Holland's mm-hmm. universe. So it's is not, he from? No. To- he's not from Toby's because we know Venom was already there. Mm-hmm. So is he in Andrew Garfield's? And are they hinting at Tom Hardy's being in Andrew Garfield's future movie? No, I think because of the where everything centered in on, I think that mm-hmm. little speck of Venom that was left behind was left in the MCU, the Tom Holland universe, not in Andrew yeah. Garfield's. Yeah, so Venom is in Tom Holland's universe, but but I yeah with I, that goop. But Tom I don't think Hardy. It would go- but Tom Hardy's Venom disappeared the exact same way that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's uh, Spider-Man did. So okay. whose universe is Tom Hardy's in? That's the question. Whose universe is he actually a part of? Is he a part of any of the Spider-Man's universe that we've seen? Calling it now, it's Miles Morales. You know, it could be Miles Morales' Spider-Man universe. It could be. That could be the route yeah. they go in. I mean, you you got to figure that Tom Hardy's Venom is going to be used for more than just his own movies. They're going to have to mm-hmm. utilize him somehow. And I yeah. would think it's kind of a wasted opportunity to not use him like we thought. We thought he was going to be in Tom Holland's universe, and that was the way it was going to go. We now know Venom will be a part of that universe, just oh, so not Tom Hardy. Can we talk about how we're getting more and more of these uh, Netflix Marvel shows that seem to be making their way slowly into the MCU as well now? I oh my gosh I wanted to bring that up ever since I saw that (laughs) the the uh, Matt Murdock coming in was just it was it was perfect it was the perfect amount of Matt Murdock and the like something flies through the window he catches it how did you do that I'm just a really (laughs) good lawyer (laughs) well Kevin Feige confirmed I believe uh, there was an article he confirmed that the MCU shows that were on Netflix are canon, like Jessica Jones and all that. They are part of the MCU. So now I'll be curious to see if they're going to bring others in. Seeing them on the big screen, seeing Matt Murdock being played out in an actual full-length movie, seeing D'Onofrio reprise his role as Kingpin in a full-action movie. Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, I mean, you know, we don't have much to compare it to. We did have Ben Affleck as our daredevil, so I mean... <laughs> what a yeah. great movie! What a great movie! We did have Jennifer Garner as our uh, Electra. Electra. Hey, Michael Clark Duncan was not a bad kingpin in that movie. He probably was the best thing in that movie. He he really was. Yeah, you're not mm-hmm. wrong there. Yeah. So okay, let me get knee deep into this plot synopsis so we can start breaking this movie down piece by piece because there's a lot of information and a lot of stuff mm-hmm. to go through. Okay, so if anybody's watching and you don't, have not seen the movie, this is the part that's really going to spoil the whole movie, so don't listen or mute it or whatever at this point. Nothing that movie. we've discussed already, by the way. <laughs> no, but it, this is really going to spoil the hell out of it, so don't listen now. 
I think we spoiled quite a bit. We did. We did. Just saying. We did. <laughs> hey, if anybody's watching and they haven't seen it by now, they should have expected yeah. that by now. So yeah. really, really. It so says contain spoilers in the title. It does. It does. All right, so here we go. So after Quentin Beck uh, frames Peter Parker for murder and reveals his identity as Spider-Man, Parker, his girlfriend MJ, best friend Ned Leeds, and Aunt May are interrogated by the Department of Damage Control. Lawyer Matt Murdock gets Parker's charges dropped, but the group grapples with negative publicity. After Parker, MJ, and Ned's MIT applications are rejected, Parker goes to the Sanctum Sectorium to request help from Stephen Strange, who suggests a spell that would make people forget Parker is Spider-Man. However, Parker repeatedly requests alterations to let his loved ones retain their memories, which corrupts the spell, but Strange contains it and makes Parker leave. Parker goes to the Alexander Hamilton Bridge to convince an MIT administrator to reconsider MJ and Ned's applications. But the bridge is suddenly attacked by Otto Octavius, who rips Parker's nanotechnology from his iron spider suit, which bonds with his mechanical tentacles, allowing Parker to disable them. As Norman Osborn arrives and attacks, Strange teleports Parker back to the Sanctorium and locks Octavius in a cell next to Kirk Connors, a.k.a. the Lizard. Strange explains that the tampered spell summoned people from other universes who know Spider-Man's identity, and he orders Parker, MJ, and Ned to find and capture the remaining visitors. As Parker locates and captures Max Dillon, a.k.a. Electro, and Flint Marco, a.k.a. Sandman, Osborn reclaims control of himself from his split Green Goblin personality and goes to a feast building, where May uh, comforts him. When Parker arrives to retrieve him, May suggests that Parker should try to help Osborn and the others. While discussing their battles with Spider-Man, the captured villains realize that some of them were pulled from their universes just before their deaths. Strange prepares a spell that will send the villains back to their respective universes. Parker argues that they should first cure the villains' powers in insanity, hoping that doing so would prevent their deaths upon their return. After a fight in the Mere Dimension, Parker leaves Strange stranded there. Parker and May bring the villains to Happy Hogan's apartment, where Parker works alongside Norman Osborn to cure the villains. After curing Octavius, Osborn's goblin persona takes control and convinces the uncured villains to betray Parker. Dylan dispatches Octavius, and he, Marco, and Connors escape. Osborn and Parker fight, which ends with Osborn killing Aunt May. Meanwhile, Ned tries to find Parker using Strange's sling ring, but instead he finds two other versions of Parker, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield, who were also summoned by Strange's spell, nicknamed Peter Two and Peter Three. Ned and MJ find their Parker and confront him and comfort him, while the other Parkers share stories of losing their loved ones and encourage Parker to fight in May's honor. The three Parkers develop cures for the remaining villains and lure Dylan, Marco, and Connors to the Statue of Liberty, with the Captain America shield on it, where Peter II and Parker cure Marco and Connors, respectively, while Octavius arrives and cures Dylan. Ned uses the sling ring to summon Strange, but Osborn arrives and destroys Strange's returning spell, which causes the barriers between universes to rapture. While Strange struggles to maintain the barrier, Peter II stops an enraged Parker from killing Osborn. Peter III and Parker inject Osborn with his cure, restoring his sanity. Parker realizes that the only way to protect the multiverse is to erase himself from everyone's memory and request that Strange uh, do so, while promising MJ and Ned that he will reconnect with them. The spell is cast, also returning everyone to their respective universes. Parker later visits MJ and Ned to reintroduce himself, but decides against it. While mourning at May's grave, he talks with an unaware Hogan and is inspired to carry on making a new suit and resuming his superheroics. In a mid-credit scene, the universe displaced, Eddie Brock and the symbiote Venom decide to find Spider-Man, but are suddenly returned to their universe, leaving behind a part of the symbiote. And a Doctor Strange trailer follows, which we don't know what's coming, when credits roll on our screen. I have, I have something about that. 
I want I want to uh, before we get into the movie, I do want to talk about the stu- the Doctor Strange trailer. Okay. The Doctor Strange trailer connects with the What If series. Yeah. I I, yeah. I heard that too. I heard, because I heard the him, other Doctor Strange that is in that trailer, the one that looks all like crazy yeah, the Supreme, the Supreme. The, Yeah, he's the one that mm. you that was uh in the What If series. Interesting. I can believe it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I could buy into that. Yeah, that's the supreme. Mm-hmm. Huh. That was uh, once I saw it. I'm like, man, they were they're really connecting everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah. I'm, okay, I'm for <laughs> so let's so go I. right to the beginning, taking place right after our previous movie, uh, with the reveal of Peter Parker being Spider-Man to the world. That was hilarious. I, I, I love Jake Gyllenhaal Hall is a dick. The beginning, the beginning oh, scenes of him like struggling to take MJ out and just like it's like, oh, we gotta go. And it's just like hearse <laughs> around it. And it's well, like gosh, he, and, sorry, you you continue. I I interrupted. No, no, you good. It's just uh, <laughs> well, they drop down. He drops down and it's just like, all right, you know, he just starts answering questions and then picks her up and just goes. And like the entire time, she's like obscuring his vision. I thought that was really well made, like really well, uh... well done. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I think that played a lot into what culture is now with some things. Like oh, you saw think. someone like go up to him, and he like shoves her off, like "No, don't touch me," and she goes, "Oh my gosh, Spider Man hit me!" Spider-Man <laughs> hit me. Like, yeah. Okay, Karen, back yeah, right. off. Uh... Right. You know, I think it would have been great if MJ being swooped up would have said, you know, call her a Karen when she flew away or something. That would have been fantastic. But also yeah. uh, to to caveat off of what he was saying, also with the uh, with the way everybody whipped out their phones, you know, mm-hmm. is also oh, yeah. a uh, you know a culture thing that that has been happening now. You know, the moment something news up, you know, oh man, I got to be the first to, you know, it's kind of like the new day. The, the new age reporters, you know, like back in the day, it's like the reporters were like, oh, man, I got to be the first to get this. Now everybody got a phone. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it's true. It's true. I like when he calls Ned and he's going, dude, dude, dude. <laughs> I love that. That was great. And while, while MJ's just hanging there like, hello. Right. I, I couldn't imagine how difficult it would be for Peter, especially when there was uh torn sides even in the school faculty because when i when i saw you know two were very supportive of him but the one that wasn't i i wanted to kick him in the shin i would be like dude (laughs) no i'm with you on that man yeah that this, this really was a great opening and i'm glad that the movie opened right at the end of the last one because a lot of these movies make the mistake of we have a big cliffhanger and then they go, Oh, we're going to go three months later to see the after effects. It's like, I want to see what happens in the moment. Yeah. I agree. Um, and I got to tell you, I laughed my ass off with that, at that, at that sex joke when Aunt May walks in thinking that they're, Oh yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> the entire theater uh, was cracking up. At that yeah. Life. Yeah. They oh, were. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty good. And, and happy Hogan, man. Look how, how pathetic is he, man? <laughs> How pathetic. He was pathetic. I, I, I felt for 
happy. I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess everyone feels for happy. It doesn't change the fact that he's fucking pathetic. That's true. <laughs> we should give him a little bit, I guess, of uh, a little bit of a pass considering he lost Tony. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, a little bit. You of know, pass. he's struggling. Although, I think it's been how long has it been since Tony died right now? Is it still pretty fresh? I, I think, think it's still pretty fresh, like within it's a year. Still pretty yeah, fresh within okay. a year. With uh, I, probably within half a year, even. That's true, because far from home, Peter was still very much emotional about it all, and this is right mm-hmm. after that. So yeah, I guess yeah. that does that makes sense. Yeah, right after. So yeah, about a year, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So. Okay, so let's let's I guess we can go probably go along more. So let's get into I guess the him going to see Doctor Strange to do this uh, this spell to get everybody to forget. Um, I like the fact that Doctor Strange is in this movie just alone because I think they felt the need that in order for Parker to complete his journey, he needed that other kind of Tony Stark figure that that he had in the first film mm-hmm. because it was very much that father figure. I still I still believe that Tony Stark became a a huge father figure to him. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't think he's looking for it from Strange per se, but uh, I wanted to talk about this, Martin, because you and I talked about it at the end of, at the end of my second viewing. Um, you said that you felt Strange was out of character throughout this whole movie. Still do. I really want to talk about that. And get everybody's opinion on that, real quick. Okay. Do explain. Explain your point, Martin. So even even during the conversations that Peter. And, and and strange were having like some of the things that he was saying even if you if you notice even peter was like that was weird like some of the some of the ways that he was uh did some of the ways that like he would say something and and strange would be like yeah man you know call me this or call me that you know what i'm saying and and just peter's reaction to it kind of kind of struck me uh, a certain type of way but one of the main reasons why uh i feel so strongly about it strange like dr strange was acting out of character was mainly because i don't believe strange would risk everything you know just, just for peter you know just to make peter like not be no, not not like to make Spider-Man's identity not known. I don't think he would risk everything for that because it has been proven with Iron Man, you know, when he came out, even if you want to go as far as the the beast, you know, and X-Man, him coming out, you know, it is it is well received if you know how to navigate it right. So I think that in my opinion, I think Strange would have been more in line to be like, all right, Peter, this is something you need to overcome, you know, because it has been proven, even if you look at your own mentor, was able to to overcome letting the world know who he is. Basically, Tony wouldn't have done that. Tony would have told him to get through it and push through it. Yep. <clears throat> but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna argue against this. Yep. I think that in uh the events of infinity, the infinity war, the blip, uh, him coming back and then game happening. Uh, and then him also being demoted from being the sorcerer Supreme and that going to Wong. I think that he was a little bit humbled in that. So he's mm-hmm. a little bit more relaxed. Um, 
as as my first point yep. um because now he doesn't have all that responsibility on his shoulders he's not feeling like he has to be perfect all the time and right and everything uh and i know that we don't have enough uh context for that so i can see why that's a little bit confusing uh but the the second point that goes into it is that the spell that they were using was mm-hmm. supposed to be a very simple spell like they even they even True. brought it out they said they used it on parties that this was something that wasn't supposed to be uh, a massive cataclysmic multi-universal problem just turned into one it turned into one as they as they approached it right. so i don't think that strange is being out of character i think he felt kind of sorry for him because that's a, a lot of attention to bring and because he is also you know, a physician, mm-hmm. uh, or a, at least was a physician. Right. He, he can understand the the trauma that can go through such a big event happening in one's life, uh, and how much that can affect them down the road if there if there is this much of an abnormal uh, weight put on Peter's shoulders. So maybe he was just doing it out of um, I, I can't say out of pity or anything but it just it it just seemed like he wanted to do something favor, nice for Peter. He, right? yeah it, it, was, it was a small favor so, because it wasn't it wasn't that big of a deal to him right so i that's something else that i that i considered um that it being him you know in, in my in my eyes almost wanting to you know prove you know that he's still worthy to be the sorcerer supreme but <clears throat> To, to go back to what you said earlier, you know, with him being a surgeon and, and, and understanding that, in my opinion, Strange would have researched and, and, and you know, he'd have, he'd have warned Peter, you know what I'm saying, ahead of time. Like, hey, everybody that knows who you are is going to forget. It's not just a party, okay? This yeah. is... This is all the Avengers. So the level of concern that he showed in the end, where he's like, we're all going to forget you, he didn't show in the beginning. He was just like, all right, everybody's going to forget Spider-Man. See, so- I think the, the, the problem is, is that he, was, uh, he, had, he didn't tell Peter beforehand because he thought that Peter understood the consequences going into that because mm-hmm. Peter made the specific request that everyone forget that he's Spider-Man. So Peter changed his mind throughout the spell. So this, it's not, it's not Dr. Strange's fault when Peter misunderstood oh, what was going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. It's, it's not Peter's, it's, it's not Dr. Strange's fault that Peter was the one who kept throwing things in. No, but He didn't. Everybody was gonna forget that he was Spider-Man. Yeah. In the end, he was like, "Just so you know, we're all gonna forget you're Spider-Man," and got emotional. You would think that that would be the same level that we would have got in the beginning. If that was the same level that we would have got in the beginning, he would have had. I feel like there would have been a different outcome. And no, 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 no. Okay, but the spell is completely different from beginning spell to end spell. True. The, the the beginning spell is him as everyone forgetting that he's Spider Man. That that's the one fact about his life. That they they erased Peter from existence. 
they, they no one remembers Peter. That was gonna. That was the same spell though, because it, he said. But it's not. It, it, it's not in the scope of who Peter is. It's it's Peter existing as a person, right. as to as opposed to just him existing, but no one knows he's Spider Man. In the That's why it was trailer. so powerful, and it could it could solve the problems that were happening in, in the moment. Right in the beginning, even even Mike read that, and and in the trailer he said everybody is gonna forget <clears throat> Spider Man. That is what he said. Everybody's gonna forget who Spider Man. Yeah. So I don't know. I see what you're saying, as in. As in, maybe it could have been interpreted that everybody's going to forget Peter Parker. But to me, the spell was one and the same. Because Peter said, if everybody forgets that I'm Spider-Man, will we be okay? The spell was always the same, that they were going to forget. Right? The spell was the same in the beginning. No, it's... It's a completely different spell, Martin. No, here, I love this. I really on. love this right now. This is great. Here, here, follow me. Here, this is this is the I, I timeline. Okay, you don't because it's a it is the scope of this spell. It completely changes when you erase a person from existence as erasing an a, an identity of that person from existence. No, not at all. It's a different spell. It's a it's an absolutely different spell. Forgetting <laughs> forgetting that one person exists entirely versus a an ident- a, a piece of that person is completely different. <laughs> this is, this is going to be an agree to disagree conversation. I think this is this is hey this is an old fashioned debate. I like it. I like I it. This is great. Also, I. I'm going to throw a wild conspiracy theory out here that may lend some sort of credence to Martin's theory of uh, Strange not really being himself. Uh, Strange is a scroll. A scroll? A scroll. The scroll invasion. Oh, you mean like what was going on with Fury Fury and everything? With, with, With the scrolls? Yeah. The only reason why I don't think I don't that's think that that's would have the same powers and abilities. If you like, I said it was it's a wild conspiracy theory. It, well, it is wild because of the fact that it takes years of study to do the magic that they can do. I, I the reason why I think it's not is because if you that in that Doctor Strange trailer, he's referencing a lot of what happened with the multiverse in this movie, mm-hmm. and we know in the Doctor Strange movie, he's not going to be a scrawl the whole time. That would be that would be a huge betrayal of that whole movie, right? It would, which, which is why I said I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they said that the Doctor Strange movie. It's Mephisto. It's Mephisto. That's that's, that's what I've been thinking. That's <laughs> what I've been saying. Everybody has said that. No, oh gosh, this Mephisto conspiracy just never ends. Everybody going into this movie had said that this was not going to be strange, and then we get him in that trailer. I don't believe it's strange. I don't. I could be wrong. And like I told you, Mike, I have yep. no problems being like, hey, I was wrong this whole time. No True. problems being, so no problems admitting it. 
But I just I don't I don't. It's it's he's he's in my opinion has felt out of character through most of the movie. I know what line you 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 pinpointed as being really specific to that, and that was the Scooby line, right? Let uh, Scooby do this shit. The just I don't know. I, I can't I can't remember. I think it was like like yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, the Scooby Doo. The Scooby Doo. This shit. Mm-hmm. Even Peter was like, "That's not." I, I remember even when you saw the trailer and you heard that line, you were like, "You know, you were a little like, eh, you were on the fence there." Yeah, because I mean, Doctor Strange is like known to be like a sophisticated. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he's also explaining this to children, to teenagers. He can't if he goes into the vast, you know, explanations that he would give Tony who could understand that sort of thing as opposed to children. <laughs> yeah. to, to, and, and and it's not it's not even dumbing it down for Peter. It's dumbing it down for MJ and Ned because they don't understand the scope of what's going on here. Mm hmm. Marcus Devil May Cry on Twitch says Doctor Strange will remember somehow. I agree with that. I I think that Doctor Strange is going to remember somehow. I actually really agree with that. Based on that trailer, it just seems to me Doctor Strange has some kind of memory of what just happened in the multiverse. God, I hope so because because that's my question. What that, like, and that how ending much, made me sad. Yeah. How much would the world not remember? Because if it's all in there, forgetting is that. You know, Peter Parker. If all that everybody is forgetting is Peter Parker, would they remember all the events, or are they just forgetting Peter Parker? You know what I mean? Like, that's true. I mean, all this stuff just happened. Are they forgetting that the big thing just cracked in the sky and all this shit was going on in the Statue of Liberty? What's the explanation for that? What are they? What are they going with to sell what just happened there? I don't think I don't think we're going to get an explanation from from that until at least the next Doctor Strange movie. That's fair because the, all they ex, all they explained from J. Jonas Jameson, who I think is the real villain of this movie, he really <laughs> is. I agree, he when is. Think about it. <laughs> if he I wasn't there, character. things would go differently. <laughs> yeah, the whole Goblin thing—I don't think would have happened because it was Peter's sense that picked up what was going on that led to the whole events of what happened. You're right. Mm -hmm. It's true. Uh, but they they make it very vague that there was a catastrophe at the Statue of Liberty and Spider-Man was involved. So maybe the events happened. It's just it was only just Spider-Man was around. That's true. Do you think, by the way, with this spell, and this has been very talked about online, when Toby and Andrew go back to their universes, are they going to forget, too, the Peter Parker Spider-Man? No. I, I think this is contained only to the this one universe. If, because that spell, so. that spell, it, it erases Peter Parker from, from existence. The only reason why okay. I question is because they're very specific to Peter Parker. They're not, they're not specifically saying this Peter Parker. They're just saying yeah, Peter I Parker. Yeah, I mean, does that mean that wow, that's, that's I never thought of that point. Hmm. It's an interesting theory. I mean, that could go either way. I'm hoping not. I'm hoping you're right, Jeremy, that it is only specific to Tom Holland because if we do get another Andrew Garfield movie, I mean, to be fair, who really knows that he's Spider-Man in that universe anymore? Gwen's not gone. Really anybody. Aunt May might anybody, still be alive. 
but probably nobody. So there wasn't... I mean, that spell may still affect. It just wouldn't be prevalent because nobody knows he's Peter Parker. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Nobody knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Marcus Devil May Cry says again, I think MJ will remember because when Peter left her, his fa- her face was like she remembered something. Kind of, but I mean, there's the theory I, go on. But see, I I think it's just that curiosity because he had finished her sentence in a way that is that kind of reads as like um oh uh, a connection at first sight sort of deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it, it's just it's that same curiosity that she get when she uh, first kind of met him even in high school wise. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just rekindling that relationship. It's just giving us hope that, uh, that we're going to, we'll get back to that. Like she felt, she still felt that spark, like a connection that should be there. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I think it's a little bit more than that. Yeah. Even, Mm -hmm. even like, I don't know, like, you know, you hear people talk about like, you know, people that are destined to be together, you know, and, right. and, in, and in this scope, you can assume that, you know, being soul touched in a sense, like her seeing Peter, you could see that like, she's like, you know what I'm saying? Like she could feel that she almost like a recognition, not in a sense of like, I know who this is. But yeah. almost in a sense of like, I don't know. It's like in a in a in a spiritual sense. Like I know, like you feel something. Like you ever mm-hmm. like met somebody and felt like you know them your whole life? Oh I've sure. Um, yeah. You know, and, and and that's that's my opinion on mm-hmm. on that. No, it makes a lot of sense. I I think that that's probably exactly what what that's supposed to be. I don't think she's remembering anything because, I mean, we're not getting any signs of, of like, the spell was kind of broken. Because if the spell was broken, then how would it have worked? Yeah. Right. It was the whole purpose of it working, so. And then to go off on that, too, like, if you look at any shows that that follow uh, amnesia, small Mm -hmm. world. You know, yeah. Uh, you you always have that moment where the the you know Clark has lost his memory, and he sees Lana Lang, and he's like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or or yeah. you know, even in Supernatural, there's been a handful of times where it's like memory loss. You see this person, and you just you have a connection. Right. True. That's true. Okay, that was a lot more of a Doctor Strange conversation than I was anticipating, uh, but fun, but fun, and I like I like the debates. The debates are always the best part of these shows sometimes. So, um, okay, so let's 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 fast forward, I guess, to the first appearance of uh, Doc Ock on the bridge. I gotta say, I, I'm so glad glad that Alfred Molina's so, back. Oh man, it was so good. Yeah, it was a massive improvement on the look from the uh, the. Second Spider-Man film from Tobey Maguire. Oh God, yeah, yeah, and and the thing of it is too is that um, I found it interesting that they found ways to bring these characters back even though they were killed, and the explanations were were very good. I thought mm-hmm. they didn't need a they didn't need to go overboard with an explanation. They 
they they just made it simple and simplistic that basically they came from different times in the multiverse. It wasn't just from a, a, a specific moment. But my yeah. question is, though, if we're getting Doc Ock before his death and Green Goblin before his death, why are we getting old Toby? Shouldn't we be getting young Toby? How are we getting old Toby when we're getting these villains from when they've died years prior? That's a tough question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you think that they could have DH Toby easily. Maybe it's because... It, I guess it, you could say it was like a destiny or fate sort of thing that mm-hmm. this is not only what Tom Holland's Peter needed, but the other two needed as well. They needed some sort of um, redemption for each of their characters and mm-hmm. they got it. Oh yeah. You really got it. Yep. They all felt at peace with themselves when they left. Yeah. They, they were all smiling when they left, especially Toby Maguire's. You know, like yeah, like you felt. I, I know. It, he, I think he was smiling because he finally felt relevant again. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. Fine. I. Can, yeah. Can I, we I mute Jason for like the next five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> he, I, he. He and I, when we saw right. it the first time, he was doing right, that. Right. He was like, he was basically like, oh, they're like basically they're in it, and he was just kind of cringing. I'm like. Dude, what's the problem? What do, what do you have against Garfield and, and, and McGuire? I've got nothing against them. It's just, what has Tobey Maguire done besides Spider-Man? What does that have to do with Spider-Man? Yeah, like what? <laughs> it was just... Uh, oh, we're talking about Spider-Man, not the rest of his films. Okay. The Great Gatsby. Oh, see, I, I have conflicting thoughts about this. You you agree with me on the fact that this is like a far better movie than Infinity War or Endgame, yet you cringe at yeah. both yeah. of these. Little contradictory, Jace. Just just a my, little. My brain hurts from what you're giving me right here, Jason. <laughs> As it normally should. No. That means I'm doing no. my job. No, uh, that's Alistair's job. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I personally wasn't the biggest fan of Garfield's movies. That's just personal opinion. Fair enough. So I wasn't, I wasn't too keen on seeing Garfield again. That's why I was joking around with that. But I don't know. This kind of makes me want to go back and rewatch them. Give him another shot. I I would say keep an open mind. I enjoyed I enjoyed uh, all the Spider-Man movies, okay? When it mm-hmm. got to Andrew Garfield, I was skeptical because this is a different look. This is a different Peter Parker than it was Toby. Sure. Instead of the the kind of a geeky nerdy kid who is extremely awkward, we got sort of a confident cocky skater boy Peter. Yeah. I, I loved his Spider-Man. I thought I, his Spider-Man was excellent. It, Peter Parker was... Uh, okay. You see, I think that if we're going by the personality of Peter Parker from the comics... or the, Not Peter Parker, but Spider-Man from the comics and the original cartoon in general, like from when we were all kids back in the 90s, mm-hmm. I think Andrew Garfield is the closest in that retrospect 
from what I've seen to how Spider-Man acted. Yeah. So yeah, here, see that. here's the thing I hear all the time. I hear that Toby was a good Peter. Andrew Garfield was a great Spider-Man. And yeah. then Tom Holland was a the really good both. mix of both. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like he was the two of them combined into yep. one. Yes. I've been, I've mm-hmm. been saying that for a grip now. And and I I I loved the chemistry that Andrew Garfield and Gwen Stacy had in their movies. Oh yeah, him and Emma Stone. They, him that and Emma was Stone were really good. Fantastic. And I uh, I get that it it wasn't you know phenomenal in in the way that it could have been. I felt like there there are vast improvements that could have been made to any movie. Sure. And this this one even included there are improvements that could have been made. But I think Andrew Garfield deserves a lot more credit for his movies. And when I heard about them putting in for another Andrew Garfield movie, Mm -hmm. I'm all for it. I'm all in. All my chips are in. I am, too. That's why I've always been kind of more partial to the Andrew Garfield ones. I know a lot of people will say, well, why? You know, I I just liked the emotions in that film. I liked his relationships with with Uncle Ben and Aunt May. I liked that. But the relationship with him and Gwen... (laughs) It was so good that when she died, you felt it. You felt it. And that was so important because the movie, I think, could have lived or died by that. And that second movie, even though it gets dogged on from being cluttered and not as good as it could have been, that ending was just heartbreaking. heartbreaking. And and I felt it. I felt it in this movie. I felt it in this movie. Mm -hmm. The, The redemption that he got for catching MJ in this movie... Mm-hmm. was that it, it brought me such a like a, a triumphant happiness to see him oh, kind oh, of oh, like oh. wait 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 thanks mom Michelle, <laughs> <look at that. laughs> all right go ahead but i i think i think it, it brought me such a triumphant happiness to see him like come to terms with what had happened and to mm-hmm. know that he is still he's still good enough He's still good enough to do what he does. Yeah. And he can get past the bitterness that he has. Well, this is why he deserves that third movie, because, you know, you look at Toby, even though even though Toby's ending, I mean, maybe it wasn't as good as it could have been and it wasn't supposed to be the end. He at least still got, you know, a beginning and an end. You know, mm-hmm. Holland, if this is Holland's last one, which I don't think it's going to be like based on what we're hearing, no. it would be a good ending for him. No, ba- yeah, based on what we're hearing, no, it's not going to be the end of his films. But the way that they did, how, the way that they did this, and the fact that they made everyone forget who Peter Parker was, and how Ned and uh, MJ don't remember him anymore, I think that would have been a good point to end it, it though for this trilogy of movies. If, it wouldn't be a bad place. Like, to a Spider-Man all together? No, I'm talking about for Tom Holland. For Holland. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Um, if it if it is, it is. And, and to be honest, if it seems to me that Sony really, really wants to revisit Garfield. It's it, it that's what it seems like to me. Even before the rumors, just watching this, some of the lines and the dialogue, like like I said at the beginning, it just feels like they are wanting to go that direction. I'm, I mean, I'm can gonna... someone tell me how much longer Sony has a death grip on I think they heroes. I think they have to produce like a film every five years or else they lose the rights which they'll do which yeah. they're gonna they're gonna they, they're not gonna lose spider-man if they lose spider-man that's that's just done 
Yeah, they have nothing left as far as superheroes. They're 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 cooked because Venom and and, and Morbius ain't going to be enough to carry carry the name for them. No. So. And I um Wait, I, I will say product. Yeah. Oh in, no. In this in this movie, I felt that as much as I know that everyone else kind of shits on Andrew Garfield. I think that the movie itself gave Andrew Garfield the the poorest dialogue and um I feel like his his sense of importance uh, as opposed to the other two. I I just felt like he needs more and that third movie will do it for him. He needs that closure. I want to I want to see him I think that third movie he should find MJ he should yeah. find Mary Jane. Because um, I don't know if you guys know this, but Mary Jane Watson was supposed to be an Amazing Spider-Man 2. She was cut from the movie. Uh, was it uh, uh, Shalee Woodley was supposed to play her? Yep. And they had set photos and stuff like that. And I think she looked the part. I, I would really like to see those scenes to see why they cut them. Was it just because they didn't want to ruin the Gwen Stacy kind of dynamic at it the end it would have taken away from Gwen yeah, Stacy. Yeah, I mean with her yeah. with her with her death. Yeah, that 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 would have uh that would have been like I I hate I hate to 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 reference this again but that is a, a Smallville Lana and Lois reference right there, you know. Kind of is. Because you can't you can't have both. So, yeah. you know, having Having Gwen Stacy, having Gwen Stacy's death, you know, and then introducing MJ would have been like, all right, you know, we know the he's going to be with Gwen Stacy. He's going to be with MJ. So it would kind of, as a, as a, as uh, the audience would be like, well, we don't have to worry about, you know, Gwen Stacy because we have MJ. Why True. would we worry about Gwen Stacy? Because he doesn't he doesn't end up with Gwen Stacy. Even if you know they they did have uh, a re, you know relations in the comics, but still, MJ is the main goal. Right. She and is that's... the main chick. And I mean, they could bring up another like a. I, I know that the MJ train is a bit overused. If I, I mean, we had we had the MJ in in Tobey Maguire. We have MJ in Tom Holland's, and I think the reason, another reason why the Andrew Garfield movies didn't fall out as much is because MJ wasn't in them. Because MJ was supposed to be the main, you know, love interest, and they were trying something new, which I give them a lot of credit for because I thought that Gwen Stacy was a great relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it it's tough because I they 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 made Emma Stone so good in those movies I, now yeah, that it's it like really it's hard was... to go to go to a new girl now and, and make it work mm-hmm. as well as that and make it like his soulmate. It would be tough. And that's that's one of the things that I thought was really well done with the Andrew Garfield movies was how they made it see how they you got to see how Peter cared for Gwen Stacy just as much as how. Uh, in most cases, you see him caring for MJ. I, a lot of people tend to forget that, you know, Gwen Stacy was obviously P- 
Peter's love interest well before Mary Jane Watson. Right. The fact that they were able to, I'm just, just bringing this up real quick. The fact that they were able to accurately cap, depict like how Gwen Stacy ended up dying as well just kind of made me appreciate Sony a little bit more when it comes to doing superhero films because I will trash on them all day for it. But they at least try to keep some form of accuracy Yeah, they when do. they do. So I guess your your faith in Morbius is not very high now. Now that you know it's a Sony product, no, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep faith in it uh, just because I was always a huge fan of Morbius, but now I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be guarded on this one at least. I mean that's fair considering. Yeah, I I, I can I can. I mean, watching the trailers for Morbius, it it looks it looks good. But at the same time, yeah, I kind of have those lingering doubts that, you know, is is it going to be what it should be? Is it going to tell the story properly? Are they going to do their own thing with it? And I'm still trying or to figure out... Be another, or is it going to be another Fantastic Four? <sighs> That's Fox. Fox doesn't... Other than X-Men, yeah. most X-Men movies, their superhero products are... Superhero movies pretty bad. Yeah, what a well, joke. <laughs> yeah, they, they... X-Men's the only thing they did. They, they did about 75% right. So... You know, um, but no, I, part of me is wondering where Morbius is going to fit into all this because they somebody made a point that in the Morbius trailer we see Spider Man on the graffiti wall when he's walking, but I think they said it's Andrew Garfield's suit, uh, Spidey on on the drawing. Yeah, they were breaking down Easter eggs in the trailer, so we see Michael Keaton, we see Vulture from Tom Holland's, but then we see Andrew Garfield's Spidey suit spray painted on the wall behind him. So. Which universe is he coming from? So basically, it tells me that maybe Morbius comes from Andrew Garfield's universe, and he comes in through No Way Home into here. I don't know. I mean, even look at, looking at the Andrew Garfield films, they are much darker than mm-hmm. than uh, Tobey Maguire's films, right? Because it, it, in terms of just like lighting, Tobey mm-hmm. Maguire's films, like you see a lot of vibrant lighting and color. Whereas Andrew Garfield's, it's a lot of uh, dark undertones, shadows. Oh, yeah. A tad morbid at times. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me. It's going to be interesting. And that's why that Morbius movie has really got me intrigued. Because I want to know where he's coming from and where he'll end up by the end of that movie. So, um, okay. So, again, we went back into another topic. I'm just talking about Doc Ogg. Man, this is how (laughs) this movie is working. It's just leading to other conversations. Okay. Um, well, you, you're, you're talking about Doc theory. Ock. I, I have to say, it was not hard to tell which villains were important and which ones were for. <laughs> no, that's the truth. I mean, you are very oh, correct. Yeah. Gosh, I, I like Lizard was so insignificant in this entire film. <laughs> Even in the last fight, it just it seemed like if a, guys, a, a guys, forget. We're if forgetting about right the to... most important member of Marvel's uh, Sinister Six. Who? The fucking tree. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, but it, it felt like it felt like the lizard was the uh, was the friend that always tries to like it's that's not as cool as the others, but tries to interject to be like, "I'm here, guys! I'm here, guys!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they will be fighting. 
and it'd be a good fight, and then you just see Lizard like, oh man, I better get over here so I can get some screen time. Yeah. <laughs> and even even Sandman, I I felt uh, Sandman I felt... was made into a minor character in this film, and that upsets me. Well, and the thing was. is, is that he he was minor, but he had the potential to be just as good as Doc Ock. Exactly. Yeah, there was potential he, there. I I understand that he's not trusting, but to go that aggressive so quickly didn't after just working with spider-man in the first place it it seemed like a very big switch yeah and the thing of it is thomas a church is a great actor so it's not like they didn't have some actor that you know couldn't convey the seriousness and make this a, a good sandman he just yeah. had bad writing in spider-man 3 and, and it I just you know i didn't know if you guys noticed it but at the end of the film when they cure sandman it is a direct copy out of Spider-Man 3 just played backwards. Oh, yeah. Like the look on his face and everything. You're right. Every I knew that face looked familiar. The, if you watch it again, it is the exact same scene just played in reverse. Wow. Now, I wonder why they would do that. Was was that like, were they purposely doing that just to kind of like an Easter egg or what? This. Like, Why? Did he save Sandman in the third one? Or I'm sorry, in the last movie? Yeah, yeah he didn't kill off Sandman in the third movie. He didn't movie. kill him off. He let mm -hmm. him go because he was... He... But did he save him, though? Did he cure him in the third? Yeah. He didn't, well, he didn't... No, he kind didn't of. cure him in the third movie. No, he, he still had the powers. Go. He still had the Sandman powers. Yeah. But he let him go because he knew his purpose was for good intentions. And save he did him. help him in the end, too. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, Jason, go back and watch that because I'm gonna I gotta look at that to... now too. Go, go, go to the scene. It... Actor wasn't available according to chat, but that's possible. They could have just green screened his ending from that. But why? If, they, if he was available <laughs> for the whole movie, why would they for one shot? For one shot, they had to use that. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. I, 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 you can make the excuse that the actor wasn't available, but if he's able to do voice acting and everything like that, like just give it, make a day, make a day. They could have CGI'd him in, and it would, it would have been better than just but, I mean, using a shot. Worked, but apparently, it worked. You know, in the third movie, so why not? I, <laughs> did it though. The thing did is, it is though. That, as soon as I, I saw him coming back up, I'm like, no, that is completely reused film you're, 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 this is a copy and paste effort like i get you're trying to write a 500 word essay but by saying crazy things but this is this is a long shot for me yeah i knew that shot looked funny because i kept looking at the way the way like he turns and like it looked like he didn't belong in that statue of liberty shot it something about it looked up i thought oh maybe it's just bad cgi with the sand or whatever but now that you say that yeah <laughs> that, that 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 whole look on his face looked awfully familiar, and I was like, "That's the dumb look that he did before, just to duplicate it." But now that you said the that, same, I want to say the same thing is with uh, Kurt Connors and Lizard. Yeah, when he's crying, it looks like the shot from at the end too. You're right. I wonder if this was all purposely done now. Now that we're talking about that, like, were they just trying to make correlations to what we saw before as kind of like a nostalgic moment? Could have been. I but, hope that's what it was, because if they were reusing, that's pretty piss poor. <laughs> they just couldn't yeah, find it. Apparently, it's doing well in the box like, office, so it's not that piss poor, right? Hey, if that's the only thing we can nitpick on this movie, it's doing pretty well for itself. Yeah. So, it's not Spider-Man 3 at the end of the day, so. 
There's no emo Spidey walking around. So, <laughs> I mean, there was an emo Spidey walking around for you know a few portions of this film. Which parts? You didn't really the the black Spider-Man costume when he goes out into the forest. Oh yeah, that was kind <laughs> of a callback. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's fair. I think it would have been hilarious if if the if the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man that came back was emo Spidey. He comes through and he's starting to do this through the thing, you know, <laughs> oh doing his dance God. through it. And then Ned goes, "Uh uh-uh, uh," and sends him back. Uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> we're not doing this again. Oh, oh um. that was good. What do you guys think? I I think they made the perfect decision. By the way, making Green Goblin the definitive villain in this film. I okay. Here's the thing. I'm going to interject before everyone else gets in. I felt that leading up to the 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 climactic point for Green Goblin, when you know all hell breaks loose and all the villains get out before they're they're cured. Um, otherwise, I felt the final confrontation with green goblin i felt he was kind of minor in regards to everything else that was going on like why he wasn't was. he there the entire time blowing shit up and just come in after everyone's cured that's a good <laughs> point he, he came late to the parts so everybody's cured it's like okay now i'm gonna come to the party it's like where the mm-hmm. hell were you right you you wanted all I these mean, people to help I mean, you look the final boss usually doesn't appear when the minions are fighting Oh, so the ending turned into a video game. Just saying. In general, <laughs> in general, the final boss. I mean, Martin did. does have a point on that, Mike. He, you know, he's right. You no, know, he is right. It, it is kind of like that thing. I think they wanted to give Green Goblin his own, his own part, his own kind final of, part, his own kind of scene right there. And he, I mean, he gave Tom Holland kind of the the choice of mm-hmm. you know killing him. I honestly thought, to be honest, at, at first glance, that when Toby got stabbed, I really thought they were going to go there. They were going to kill his Spidey. I really did. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to kill Toby Maguire off. We're going to have people rioting outside. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for it. But then when he made the comment about, oh, I've been stabbed before, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. You were stabbed before. Never mind. That shit was awesome, by the way. Yeah, I thought that so shit was fun. hilarious. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. don't worry. I've been stabbed before. <laughs> Wasn't he stabbed in the first one by Goblin too as well? Isn't that where he got stabbed? I think so. At least I thought so. I would say so. Or even well, got he could have gotten Hobgoblin. Or that might not Hobgoblin. That might have been uh Goblin Jr. Yeah, Goblin Jr. <laughs> could have been. Either way he was stabbed by a goblin. Some form of a goblin. Oh, <laughs> uh, um I, I did like the um Oh, the new look for Jamie Foxx's Electro. Oh, my God. I do do like that it started out as the pure energy form Electro because I liked I I thought that Electro was cool. Oh, yeah. I thought that Electro was formidable. I thought it was crazy. I thought he was cool in the Andrew Garfield one. I thought so, too. Yeah. I don't think he got enough credit in that second movie. And and the thing of it is, too, do you remember... um, the score from all the electro parts of that movie, how they were yes. using the voices oh, inside of like, his head. It was like dubstep. I I was just, I was living for that scene. Mm-hmm. We got a little taste of it in this movie. The, when we first showed yeah, we up, did. they played it for a second. I was like, I kind of almost wish they would have played it more mm-hmm. for him, but okay. I liked the music. But it was it, I think that's the thing. I, I think uh, they wouldn't have been able to use that fully. Maybe uh, not again. 
probably because of rights and whatever. And yeah. it would have it would have been too much of the same thing to where we would have gotten bored with it. Maybe that's true. That's true. I did like though when they used the little music cues throughout the movie. Though, like they used a little bit of Toby's theme when he's talking to Doc Ock at the end, and uh, yeah. I believe. I don't think we got a hint of Sandman's theme, even though his theme was kind of different in, in, in Spider-Man yeah. 3. Um, we did get Doc Ock's theme quite a bit, though. That did mm. pop up quite a bit. Yes. Um, but uh, what um, which, which villain in this movie do you think that maybe didn't need to be in this film? Like, who, who felt like the odd one out? Like, who, who could we have done without... Obviously, uh, lizard man. Lizard, yeah. Lizard, Agreed. lizard didn't need to be there. Electro stole the show for me. Like, oh yeah, I, oh, I love that was Electro my favorite this villain one. this entire time. Like, I was and, like, like even even in Andrew Garfield's world, I can still like I can see it now when he was talking. He was like, "You're not the real Spider-Man." He's like, "He's a Sagittarius. You're a Leo." Like. <laughs> Just <laughs> like Jamie Foxx stole that, yeah, stole that role. You know, he 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 led, in my opinion, the villains in this movie. What I can't um, believe is watching Jamie Foxx in this movie. You know, just the look difference, not the weird hair and the geeky mm-hmm. look. I'm thinking, yeah. dude, like, why do you have no friends? I, I mean, like, dude, look in the mirror. It's like y- you could be like. A star someplace you could be a body i don't know whatever it is but i'm looking at jamie fox saying i'm nothing i'm 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 i have nobody and i'm thinking dude you know what he could be it, he could be a body double for jamie fox that's what he was a body double for the jamie fox from amazing <laughs> spider-man 2 electro could have been the body double for jamie fox and he's I, I don't know why he didn't think of that i don't know if you guys noticed it <laughs> when electro came after his kind of upgrade and arc reactor kind of integration yeah but when he zaps in at that final confrontation you actually see a star form above his head in the form of electricity as a nod to the original electro look in the comic books yep i did not see that i know you're a comic book fan i actually don't read that many comics i just know the looks (laughs) fair enough fair enough I'm still trying to figure out though, like, like why does Jamie Foxx look different from the first movie though? Like, did, did oh, it, it, they they explain that? It's because of the the energy kind of changed his overall appearance. Yeah, was I he mean, able? Do you, do you think he was going to be dead in the second film? Like, that's yeah. true. He literally was like, like his line was, "Yeah, man, I remember collecting all of this energy, and oh shit, I'm dead. What the fuck?" Like, he was well, like, he was. He was about to win like that. That's the that was at the point where they were about to, you know, shut down the the entirety of because he, he had integrated himself into the grid so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was he, he said he was about to turn into pure energy. Itself. Yeah, that was, I, I think that was one of my favorite scenes was when he was yeah. like, man, I was like right there. And then. I was oh, here. shit, I'm dead. I died. I it was just like the way he looked mm-hmm. was hilarious. Do you guys that- remember, though, at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2, was he ever able to appear in his normal form again, though? Uh, not. I don't uh, think so. Not with yeah, the technology so. that they were giving then. Okay. I, I mean, I take had, it. 
that also could be uh, subject to the energy that's in that universe too. There's a lot of speculation on why that could be. It could be, or maybe you know. Obviously, he was more powerful. I think in this movie than he was even by the end of that movie. Well, and I mean, yeah, of course, that's what happens when you fucking yoink the arc the reactor. arc reactor. Yeah, that's I, true. That was the coolest shit, though. Like, I I loved the fact that he was pulling energy from the arc reactor into some like new electro deal, right? No, that no, that was really cool. And and the thing of it is too is I like how they utilized the arc, re- arc reactor for that too. That was mm-hmm. the perfect thing to utilize his power. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was a focus, almost like uh, like it was almost like an Iron Man suit sort of thing, but just focused on electricity. Right. Right. So who was your uh, then? Who was your uh, favorite villain then? I guess in the movie, the, maybe the best betrayal. I, I guess what I should ask is. Um, favorite villain, but who do you think also had the best performance returning? Is it one and the same, or is it two different people? I okay, so James Jonah Jameson, calling it now. <laughs> no, no, uh, I have to think on that one. It's it's tough because uh, I I think I'd have to go with Doc Ock. Yeah, as a, as a favorite, not only for. Uh, that first fight scene that they're in, but his kind of his own little redemption. I loved his redemption, redemption storyline. What about Doc Ock? What's the question? Uh, who was your favorite villain in the movie? And then also, who do you think oh, we're still on that one? Right. had the best performance in return? Could be different. Yeah. Alfred Molina is Doc Ock. I agree. Yeah. I think we can all unanimously agree. Doc Ock on that one. As for my personal favorite performance, though, of the villains that return, I got to give that one to Electro. I got to give it to Jamie, Jamie Fox. Fox. Yeah. I, I would say Jamie Foxx in a sense, like, I feel like he actually stole the show as the villain. But as far as, like, redemption goes, which I believe was the second part of the, the, the uh, discussion, I, mm-hmm. I definitely would give that to Doc Ock, though. Well, yeah. Yeah, Doc Ock's storyline I thought was really I good. Thought, I thought, like, legit, when he came out, I was like, oh, they fucked. You know, and then he, like, <laughs> ripped it out of his chest. And I was like, hell yeah, Doc Ock. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a check mark, man. Like, he, he's, he's in the books. Did you know they actually uh, de-aged uh, Molina's face a little bit for this? I did see that. That doesn't surprise mm-hmm. me. Yeah, but it, I thought it was done very well. I couldn't really tell yeah. even in the close-ups. It was I very mean, well it's done. I mean, it's not Will Smith Gemini. But <laughs> no, although I will tell you, that Will Smith Gemini job actually wasn't too bad on how they de-aged him. It looked pretty good. I'll give them credit for that. It's kind of a future of the movies now, like what they're going to do to actors' faces. Like, oh, you got so many wrinkles. Ah, we can get rid of those in the movie. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Right. Make them even more uh, timeless, right? So, um... Yeah, I have to agree, Doc Ock. But Jamie Foxx, yeah, he I liked his Electro a lot better here than Amazing Spider-Man. It was good in Amazing Spider-Man, but yeah, there was something a little bit more like menacing about him here that wasn't in the other movie. He Electro seemed a little bit more focused in this uh, as opposed to the Amazing Spider-Man 2 where I feel like his mind and his goals were kind of all over the place. He yeah, wanted to be... He wanted to be everywhere at once where he kind of realized that mistake and was like, okay, 
let's focus on one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Uh, um, my my disappointing performance would have to be the the Green you, Goblin. Really? Yeah. I I I expected him to play more of a role than to be the inside man. I guess the inside man, and okay. then come late to the the final confrontation. That was that was the disappointment. Yeah, I thought it was a little strange that he came late to the party. I, I I understand why they did it, but it's kind of like you felt like, considering he wanted to bring everybody in to to take Spider Man down, you felt like he would have been there to help them out. And without right. him being there, see, see, but I think Green Goblin would have been the easiest to disable. All three of those Spider Mans that'd have been my first fucking target. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I guess. Between the bombs and then and the um, the glider and stuff like that, yeah, I can kind of see the point of view on that. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess his best scene obviously is is the death of Aunt May. That that whole scene oh. is his best that scene. That whole fight was was right. Like they destroyed an mm-hmm. entire building just right? to... the whole entire apartment building. Like he, yeah. like just just the. Man, the 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 just I I I really appreciated it, you know, coming from a uh, from a martial artist myself, just watching the way that they were able to to smoothly transition from you know scene to scene, where he's just like picked them up and body slammed them through like three levels, like yeah, it was it was dope. I I definitely. I think that was probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, fight sequence in that show. Or, I'm sorry, in the movie. Yeah. And, uh, he was extremely strong from what I, if, from what I remember from the Tobey Maguire films. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this crazy amount of strength that he portrayed just in hand-to-hand combat with Tom Holland was, it blew me out of the water. Yeah. Like he had a he had a great performance there, but I felt in the overall scope of the movie, he was lackluster. He, he was lackluster. There was two two good yeah. scenes, but everything else just kind of felt, yeah. Well, Willem Dafoe did his own stunts. He did. He did. He said he would not do this movie if he could not do his own stunts. Damn. So I give props to him because you gotta give props to him at least for that one. For his age, I mean, he was doing some things that. Damn, I, I'm I'm impressed. Yeah, and I, I applaud him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, so okay, so the death of Aunt May. This is where when we were comparing the Andrew Garfield films. The one thing I thought the Andrew Garfield films had that none of the other movies had up to this point was the raw emotion and the the heartbreak that we had at the end of two. Because I felt like Tom Holland's first two movies didn't have that emotion at all. I thought they were just, they were humorous, they were kind of comic booky Spider-Man films, and they worked. But it wasn't until this movie where I was like, this is what I want to see. This is what... This is what Andrew Garfield's was doing better than Tobey Maguire's. And now it's like, okay, we're going to go that way. And and that's why this end of this movie shocked me, because I didn't expect them to go there with this Spider-Man. Yeah. 
I mean, this was him becoming Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Because and 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 every other Spider-Man movie, as in uh Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield, you always had that that loss. Mm -hmm. What has Tom Holland lost, you know? Nothing up to that like, point. You never, I mean, you never seen him take that hit. I mean, don't get me wrong. Stark was rough. Stark yeah. was rough. Yeah. But he was a surrogate father figure. It wasn't right. an actual like. It wasn't MJ personal wasn't connection. Personal yeah, it wasn't yeah. May. It wasn't mm -hmm. May, and May, and and that was big. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't think May was gonna die. I did mm -hmm. not. No. And and. And up until she took her final breaths, I still was hopeful. And when she yeah. died, I was like, like right. this just this just got real. Yeah. yeah. I was like, he's gonna kill him. He, he's gonna kill him. Like Green Goblin is a dead man. That's and he would have. He is a dead man. But when I wasn't for Toby standing in the middle of it, he would have killed him. All day. Mm -hmm. All day. No question. I, I, I liked think, I don't even think Andrew Garfield would have been enough. To no, I don't think Andrew Garfield would have stopped him because I think he would have been able to relate to it. Because think of it this way: a goblin's the one that killed Gwen Stacy too. It was you know a different thing, but it was still a goblin. It was still an Osborn. So I don't see him stepping in and stopping that. I I think he'd be like, yeah, you know what? I get it. I yeah. get it. I get why you're doing this. Where Toby, mm -hmm. you know, Goblin was threatening, yes, but he didn't kill anybody that was close to him. He didn't have that. You know, Uncle Ben wasn't killed by him. You know, if Uncle Ben would have been killed by by this goblin, I don't think he would stop it either. But he didn't have that same emotional thing that I think Garfield and Holland had in this situation. I don't know. I, I think that he matured. You Who know, did? Uh, Tobey Maguire. I think he matured. Oh, yeah. You mm -hmm. know? So, in a sense of Ben's death, so much time passed since of that. So, oh, yeah. I think if Green Goblin killed Ben... That would have been, it had been the same result, the same. He's were stopped it anyway. Yeah, it's quite possible. Um, but yeah. So okay. So going ahead here, uh, let's think of a good topic here to talk about. So we've talked about Electro, we've talked about Doc Ock, and we talked about how the side characters of Sandman and Lizard probably weren't necessarily necessary here. I loved the dialogue between Spider Man. Yeah. Oh. Oh. God, yeah. It was yeah, a, my favorite. Awesome. My favorite one. My favorite one out of the whole thing was when Tom Holland goes to the other two and he says, "Hey guys, I I don't want to brag. Like I know we're kind of in a dangerous situation, but uh, uh, I was in the Avengers." And Toby goes, "That's so great. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <Who's the Avengers? laughs> is that a band? Are you in a band?" <laughs> Great. <laughs> so good. Then the dialogue here, that that all their sequences together. Oh. This was the movie. This it really was. was the movie. Anybody that says they wouldn't like this movie, I'd say you're nuts. Those scenes alone <laughs> are the movie. It's like, geez. I do <laughs> gotta say there's one thing that I was disappointed in. They missed a perfect opportunity to recreate the fucking meme you always see of the three Spider-Mans all pointing at each other. <laughs> I think in a way they they did a nod yeah. to that. I think when uh, 
when Toby came in and like Tom Hall or uh, Andrew Garfield and him kind of had that little standoff. I think that was like, that was a reference, but I don't think, I, I don't think it was big enough to, you know, really come at the meme. I got to say that standoff was really dope. Like I, I, yeah. really, I really thought yeah. like, like when they started going back and forth and the fact that they had Toby Maguire, who was an aged Spider-Man to win out, you know, I, yeah. I, I thought that was pretty slick, you know, because, you know, you see them show up and appear and it's like, oh, they're going to be cool. And it's like, and it just went down. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, knowing that we feel like Amazing Spider-Man 3 is probably necessary for Garfield. Do you think that Sony should in entertain the idea of a Spidey 4 with Tobey Maguire? Is no. there something there worth telling? No. No. No, I, I think I it's think... I think it's too late. Yeah, I was thinking that too. And the fact is that they kind of answered the one question I had was did him and MJ's relationship get repaired after his whole thing at the end of Spidey Three? And in his line of dialogue in the lab, he confirmed that yes, they made it through it. So I'm like, okay, I'm satisfied now. He, I, I got my satisfact, you know, my satisfaction from that. Mm-hmm. But Garfield is not even a question. That that has to happen. I think don't, that's don't only get me right. wrong. I would as as much as I know this wouldn't happen, I would love a uh, uh, Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland versus Tobey Maguire film. I think that would be dope. Just to see like an aged Spider-Man go up against two fucking... It'd be, like, it would the, definitely be fun to watch. Yeah, The, the idea is, is good. I, I don't feel like it would do very well. Because now we've seen them work as a team. Like it's right. not before no this to fit them against each other. Right. It's but like... I mean, you gotta think just like injustice, you know, you have bat I- I'm a huge uh DC fan, so you know you'll get a lot of DC references out of me, but just like you would see a Superman versus the Justice League, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah they work together, but it'd be really something to see. You know, well, we would have gotten that Superman versus the Justice League if Zack Snyder's vision would have continued, based on what he said. We would have saw that. We would have saw that in part two, but that's a whole other topic of conversation. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I, I think that, uh, I think that that would be a lot to ask for. But in my opinion, I think that'd be cool to see. It like, would be cool to see, like an old school Spider-Man going up against. Two up-and-comers, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one thing I was surprised they didn't go with here. I was almost surprised, like, they weren't a little com- more competitive with each other. You know, um, it, it, in the, in, at first, when uh, Toby fires a web at Andrew and they both do that thing, I'm like, oh, okay, there's going to be a little bit of a competitiveness here at first. But then they yeah. just drop it. But, I mean, you know, when you know, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true, and, and, I, and it's probably and, better that they were trusting of each other. They should have been yeah, trusting of each other. It's not. It's not. It's not. I am Spider Man. I'm sorry. It is not. Mm-hmm. I am Spider Man. It is. We are Spider Man. Right. Yeah. No. That that was the right approach. Um. So I guess my one biggest question would be: Let's talk about this ending. Uh, there's a lot to discuss of what this is going to mean for the MCU what it's going to mean for Spider-Man. I know Martin and I were talking about this, about how, what this could mean for Tom Holland. Maybe this is the way out of the MCU for him. Um, 
considering the well, Avengers I mean, all forgot does about bring him. To light the article about how he said, you know, he doesn't want to be playing Spider-Man and like post thirty, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, he's twenty five now, so he could still technically do two more if they if they move quickly. But yeah. I, it's possible they end up deciding to move on. We don't know for sure, though. We're gonna have to wait and see in look probably a year's time what kind of news pops up. Well, you feel as though they at least have one more plan because the hint of Venom at the end. I mean, it's kind of like that. They, they they at least want to do that. It seems like so. I feel like that. They at least want to do one more with him. I'd like to see maybe one more with him uh, to kind of you see know, where his life is after the. Bring up the comment here, Mike. Oh, what's up? If we really go into Spider Verse, we need to cast Madam Web. Who's Madam yes. Web? I don't know anything about Madam Web. I will sounds agree like something with you. to bring up on screen, Mike. Hmm. Says so sounds like something to bring up on screen. Yeah. I don't know, Jason. Do you know anything about Madam Web? Oh, give me one second. I'm pulling up uh, more info for her for you guys. Yeah. Uh, okay. She first appeared in the Amazing Spider-Man number two ten. Okay. Uh, clairvoyant and precognitive mutant who first showed up to help Spider-Man uh, find a kidnapped victim. Was she a prominent figure, though, or was she just, like, in one comic? It sounds like she's, uh... Let me fly by night. She is a paralyzed, blind, telepathic, clairvoyant, and precognitive mutant. So she works as a professional medium. Hmm. So, Marcus, why do you feel that that, uh, Madam Web would be a good... Uh, introduction into the Spider Verse. That's a good question. Yeah, like what? What would? Uh, what could they do with her to make her an interesting presence to bring into it all? Uh, I mean, I they personally could, don't they think that would be a good introduction God. into the Spider Verse. But I mean, I would like to see the character. They could. They could do a nod to it, maybe in some form in the next movie. They could make a reference that. Or Peter goes to a medium to try and get some answers for what's going on. A medium but, that is a prevalent character, like a character that becomes. Well, I don't know if it's a villain and or here's a anti hero. But here's the thing: it, it could be one of those, another one of those multiverse Easter eggs to where True. she's not technically Madame Web, but she is still clairvoyant. Like it's, it's not the full scope of Madame Web, but it's. Uh, uh, What's her alter ego? Cassandra Webb. Cassandra Webb? Okay. Yeah. She so wasn't. You could, just, you could just introduce her as a very minor character, but. She was the Watcher in the Spider Verse. 90 Spider Man TV was just the okay. Watcher in Spider Verse. Hmm. Awkward. <laughs> um. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm always down for bringing characters from the comics. If, they, if they're brought in properly and they're brought in without feeling forced, I mean, that's something that some of these superhero movies make the mistake of. They don't, you know, introduce them properly. They just kind of force no, them in. I agree, and there's one that I will keep fighting to the nail that I want to see just because my personal favorite uh, Spidey villain, Mike, me and you have discussed this many, many times. I want to see Kraven the Hunter. Yeah, we haven't seen Craven the Hunter yet. 
That would be a good villain, I think, if Tom Holland did another one, if, if they didn't go the Venom route. They're going to go the Venom route. You think they will? Yeah, because, I mean, what else? Oh, they yeah. They're, it, they, they have I'm to. I'm almost positive that they're going that route. Just a question of who's going to become Venom in this universe. And, you know, since we... That's the one thing that kind of made me angry about Tom Hardy not being Venom because I think that, you know, with his own movies, we got a setup of who he was. We got to understand him. And now, if they do Venom and Tom Holland's thing, who are they going to make Venom? And are we going to get that same buildup and, and understanding of his conflict that we've gotten with Tom Hardy? Got it. It's Ned. <laughs> wow. I, I don't know if that's better or worse than Topher Grace. See, the thing is, is that I can I, I see a similar situation coming from this Craven the Hunter nonsense. Um, nonsense. Wow. Here, here, there are two possibilities. Okay? I'm going to give you two possibilities. It's either it's going to be one of two options. One, they're going to go completely crazy with the character, and it's going to end up like Cheetah in the second Wonder Woman. DC reference, hell yeah. <laughs> the second, the second <laughs> one is that it's going to end up similar to uh, the Mandarin. Ooh. Mandarin yeah. as in. As in Mandarin Iron as Man as in 3. And rings or Mandarin as in comic, uh, uh, comic verse. I, I was thinking, I was thinking the Iron Man 3. Uh, you know, oh yeah, Iron Man three. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Because everyone knows that the, he's such a big character and plays such a big role in there, they would just love to make it a joke. <laughs> Anything to come back with, Jason, on the on the nonsense argument? Speechless. I'm not. I, I'm not even going to dignify a response to him with that one. <laughs> Bravo, Jeremy. Bravo. <laughs> Fucking bravo. I don't think I've ever seen Jason this like speechless before. Wow. You just Not did something we've never seen before. Trick. That's true. That was that was close. That was close. Keep it up. I'll leave you like Gwen Stacy. As long as I'm on this show. <sighs> This has been great. Debates, burns, man, this is, uh, we've taken the show to a whole new level tonight. Whew. Oh. Okay. All right. So, final question. Uh, what does this movie mean for the future of the MCU? And Doctor Strange. Obviously, it's not leading to the end of the MCU. No. Because... Well, you know, the trailer for Doctor Strange 2. But I don't know. I think we could start seeing a decline into the MCU from here on out. Well, Eternals was the first kind of somewhat bomb that we've ever gotten. I still have not seen it yet. We followed Eternals. I haven't either. We followed Eternals up though with No Way Home. Yeah. So that gives that I mean that breathes more life into the MCU that I think it needed. Well, Well, I mean, the Spider-Man No Way Home was the most anticipated movie 
a most anticipated Marvel movie even since uh, Infinity War. Yeah, 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 I yeah. agree. And uh, and it was because there was such a big buildup. When you're looking at films like The Eternals or even Shang Chi, it's uh, it's it those two pale in comparison to what this movie is about. This is the culmination of yeah. events that have transpired several movies of the MCU timeline. Of but course, people is, are going to want to watch this. Yeah. Way I'm looking at it now is not so much that I think that the MCU is looking like it needs to finally fold and just be done finally after Find all an this end game. Time. But <laughs> funny, good. Uh, but I think what they should do, at least for the next couple of phases, like unless they can find like a, a celestial level like being that can bring the universes to, or that can bring all the different superheroes together as to fight a common enemy. <sighs> I mean, you've I had think that. like what we're seeing. I think is, like, phase you've had four that here. though, because you've you've had mm-hmm. the internals. I mean, they could bring in Galactus. They 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 even well, I know, but they're trying to bring of, in like, Kane. Are they going to bring well, in? Here here's the thing. They're they're kind of they're testing the waters right now. This uh, this is very very fresh of a of an MCU phase, and they've introduced countless people that could be the next big bad. Yeah. I think it's going to be Kang the Conqueror. I, it's definitely going to be Kang. That's possible. I could see Kang that. all day. Yep. Uh, with like with, with how the Loki too. series went, I, I don't have a doubt in my mind that it's going to be Kang. Yeah. And, and to sense. connect with the Even multiverse the, uh, either. Like I didn't watch much of the what if, but I mean, you know, his. Um, I, I agree. I, I, I can see Kang being the next big bad coming for the MCU. Or it could even be, uh, it could even be the the crazy Doctor Strange, or what? What was it? Uh, what was Supreme. It called? Supreme. The Supreme. Yeah, that's possible. It, it could be the Supreme. We don't know yet. We, we we don't have enough evidence because not a lot of concrete evidence exists. The Supreme would have to take out uh, Wanda, though. That's possible. Any, that could all, happen in the Doctor Strange day. movie. All day, Wanda Wanda trumps Doctor Strange all day. So the a Supreme Strange, I don't know, I don't know too much about, but you know, the Scarlet Witch is the most powerful in the MCU. I and think the I think the last thing they're gonna play with, I think, is what you said, Galactus, because I think with that Fantastic Four movie coming at the end of this phase, they might play with that one and test the waters with that too, and then we might Galactus- get that. Yeah, I think that that might be what the Fantastic Four is going to come in with. I mean, I don't think they're going to go the Silver Surfer route. I don't. I don't even know if they'd even do this. They do that in the MCU at this rate. I don't know if they I mean, would. They ki- if they're going to stay true to Galactus, they kind of do need to bring in the Silver Surfer because he was. Yeah. yeah. He was a herald of Galactus. He did bring he. That was his whole shtick. Yeah, that's a good point. Although with a lot of the references with Kang. They can't. They can't skip over Kang, man. And Kang the Conqueror is a. Yeah, he he he'd be a pretty good villain. I think he at least make a really good antihero. Yeah. 
So nobody here has seen Eternals then. Nobody. No. Nope. Don't plan on it. I, yeah. Jason I mean, looked like he did. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I watching that I, I just didn't have any desire. The trailers didn't sell me. I didn't think the story was all that compelling. And then when I started seeing the reviews come out and it was the first, I think, rotten score on Rotten Tomatoes, I was like, wow. Yep, I had a feeling that, that was going to be the first MC, MCU movie that was going to be, like, on the fence. It just felt like it. It just didn't feel like it was bringing anything to the table that was necessary information to be brought into the MCU. And now it seems like they're not even going to make a sequel to it. The producer said that we don't feel the need that a sequel to Eternals is necessary. When have they ever said that? Ever. They've never said that about a movie. No. So I think I think that Eternals is just going to kind of fade into the abyss. They might just randomly appear in the MCU, but they're not going to be like a a dominant force, like say like Guardians coming in and, and being a part of it. Yeah. So, all right. So this brings us to final score on the movie and the final argument of the night: Is it the best MCU movie? Yeah. See, this is. That's why I saved this for last. I'd give it a 10 out of 10. Maybe a 9.8. With, with who gets a 10 out of 10? It's so hard to get make perfection. With, it's, it's, with, all, with all of its flaws, um, I'd have to say I at least give it a 9 out of 10. 9, 9.5 just seems a little too generous for all the mistakes that I've seen and the copy and paste so. that I noticed. The, the, I mean, the, the copy and paste. Okay. Yeah. That, that, I don't that like that either. My biggest gripe. I, I didn't like rehashing uh, stuff. Like I get, I get you were trying to get a nostalgia and emotion yeah. from, from the past films, but it was just more of, you, you could have done better. Yeah, I think my biggest gripe with it, too, is that there are some lingering questions that are... Uh, like, like we, The Peter Parker question about all of them forgetting. There's some lingering questions about Doctor Strange, but these are all problems that I have with it that could be answered in Doctor Strange, the next Doctor Strange, or, or in the MCU later. So these are things that... Or mistakes that I have with it that could easily be answered and fixed. So... Well, I don't mean mistakes. I mean, I mean, I mean, there there's little little plot holes, but there might they might not be plot holes. Yeah, they might not be plot holes because they might have answers for them later on. Because my whole thing is like, what plot holes? You know what I'm saying? Because the story is about Tom Holland. It's not about Andrew Garfield, and it's not about Peter uh, Tobey Maguire. So, no, but no, I mean that the plot holes basically are this. It's like they, they, they did a little bit of good explanation as far as explaining how Doc Gock and Green Goblin came back from death into this. But there is a plot hole, though, of why Toby's aged is, is, is here, aged Toby, but these guys are coming from years prior. There's little things that I think are done out of convenience for the plot. Okay, convenience for the plot. And it's like they're not glaring problems. They're not inconsistencies there's just they're little plot holes but every big movie has a plot hole so it's, I, it's it's fair i think i might have an explanation for old old toby now okay because within the span of the 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 movies of the toby movies uh peter was still i mean honestly still trying to find himself and find the balance of himself he couldn't work on anything extra right right 
but he needed that extra time to um to to think about the cure for green goblin if we would have ended up with post like just after spider-man 3 yep. with that peter parker he wouldn't have had any any clue how to cure green goblin but do you think that's still out of convenience for the plot though it is okay. out of convenience for the plot i will call it plot armor but they they needed that they needed an true. explanation yeah. or else the the plan just wouldn't work and, that's true and you see it, and you see it in the the combat series uh the final fight scene Mm-hmm. Where you see, you know, uh, a more seasoned Spider-Man. Like, all of Tobey Maguire's movements are calculated. How often did you see him fumble a movement from, from you know, when he dropped down and then slipped into the, the uh, I can't remember what he slipped into, but like the silo, you know? Or, or inside, that's what it is, inside of the Statue of Liberty. When he, like, dropped down and slipped inside. Yeah. Like, in, in my opinion, you know, like, Andrew Garfield was very rash. A lot of the movements that he made was very rash. Um, in his web swing, in the, in the, the, the couple of the, uh, the movements that he made within uh, getting around during that, like when he was going up against the uh, lizard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tom Holland was very, like, I don't know. Like, like I just I just feel that, you know. He's not experienced yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you have a, a seasoned Spider-Man, and they are playing off of the audience. Because as an audience, we've seen, we see Tobey Maguire as the aged Spider-Man. We see Andrew Garfield as a middle Spider-Man. And we see Tom Holland as a new Spider-Man. So it shows you that progression as far as, you know. From rookie to novice. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then novice to pro. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, no, they they do a fantastic job with that, and and you can see you can see where Tom Holland is still very inexperienced compared to these other two. You you can yeah. see it, and and that 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 which works for the movie very well with these three Spideys that they they don't all feel the same. They all feel different, but the same. It it mm-hmm. you know, it, but they do a fantastic job with that because they really could have I think slipped up here by not. Uh, showing all the glaring differences, like even with uh, Toby's uh, web coming out of him versus the other two that are web shooters. That was awesome. I love, I that, love that they played that, that played that <laughs> up because everybody always said, "Why is the web coming out of of Toby in 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 his movies?" That was a Sam Raimi director choice. I mean, and I was okay with that. That made a lot of sense. I, I went with it. it. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't comic lore. Um, but I like the fact that they poked at it here, and then they made it sound like, "Why is yours coming out of you?" But we got to use shooters. Does it block? You know, it, it's it's that was that was fantastic. Yeah, I, I really appreciated all the little nods to everything in the past with with these guys. So very well done. Yeah, I probably have to go the same thing. I probably would go around the nine out of ten route too. Um, I, I I really give a movie a ten out of ten. I, I it's hard that's, for me to give a movie a ten out of ten. 
I'll give a 9.8 just for, you know, perfect is, is perfect. It's hard to hit perfect. <laughs> oh, wow. You know? <laughs> Nine, 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 point nine, point nine, 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 it was good. I just didn't think it was as good as Infinity War. I could agree with that. I'm on the pitch. because Infinity I War got, cliffhanger is fantastic. Like if I gave, if I gave Infinity War a nine, I gotta go with Martin on this one. This got like a nine point eight. Wow, it's about as close to perfect as I can call it. Wow, wow. What was yours, Jeremy? Nine point five. Mine was nine. nine oh, nine. I, I'm with Jeremy. I'm, I'm going nine. I, I, he yeah. had the solid nine. Yeah, I'm going with the solid nine, too. Now, the question is, is it the best MCU of all time? Yes. Uh, I, I can't say that. I can't. I, I, I I'm with you. To. Don't get me wrong. I want to, but... Look at Infinity War. Look at Endgame. Infinity War had probably the best ending of the entire MCU. It was shocking. They went there. They were ballsy. Even though the comics did it, movies sometimes shy away because they're afraid of the audience reaction, but they went there. They went there. And that's why Infinity War, to me, the endings, I didn't know they the Infinity War to, comic. They, they had to go there. Otherwise, it wasn't an Infinity War arc that they were going to this entire time right well we know they steer away sometimes from what the source material is but what i'm saying is that i i walked into infinity war not knowing i didn't know the infinity war comic at all so the ending shocked me i didn't know that was going to happen so to me that might be a little unfair that i can give infinity war a higher standard because of that because i didn't know that but to me that ending is so hard to beat and it just made that so movie you, memorable for me so you would put Infinity War's ending above? No, not just the ending. The whole Infinity War journey up to that ending is just fantastic. And the ending but was jaw-dropping. You mean the movie or like, like continuous? Like before the movie? Progressive, sorry. Just the whole progression of the characters in that movie. Just the journeys they go on of how they, what they know they have in to do and what to stop it. Movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in that specific movie. Yeah, I mean, like, I even hold Infinity War in a little bit higher regard than even Endgame because of that. Because it was just, I was on the edge of my seat till that movie ended, and when it ended, I was like, that's it? I gotta wait to see this ending now? That's what I'm left with in, in the MCU? I go watch other MCU movies, and that's the ending I gotta, I gotta sit with until it's resolved? Because I didn't know what, what the resolve was. I didn't know. I don't know, it's just hard to top that for me. But this movie is up there. I mean, it's easily, easily top five. It, it'd probably go up even higher as I watch it more. But it's not fair because Infinity War I've watched a lot compared to this only twice. It's not fair comparison. And you agree, Jeremy? I'm going to argue your point, Mike. On Infinity War? Yeah. Okay. Because you said that it was it was a shocking ending for um, me personally, yeah. But you also said the same thing about Aunt May's death 
in this movie. True. Which I think um, it did take a little bit more time to lead up to that, you know, with great power comes great responsibility moment. But I think it was well worth the wait. And I think it was, I think it held that weight really powerfully. Like it, it was, it was substantial. I think this, I think this, this movie presenting that ideal of Spider-Man of with great power comes great responsibility. Hell, right. it, it's far uh, heavier than even the two Spider-Men before it. Well, that's true. But and the thing is, though, this isn't even like a, a a culmination of MCU films. This is going back to the very beginning of Superman or superhero movies. Like, because Spider Man came out before Iron Man did. True, but this is three generations of Spider Men coming together. Their stories coming to such a focal point that all three of their Spider Men, all three of their characters, needed this interaction, this situation, and they fit, and they fit too. They fit. They 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 redeem themselves. They come out as better people because of it. And I don't think that all three of them would have came out the same way if it weren't for this crucial moment. But wouldn't that make it the definitive Spider-Man movie? I think it makes it the definitive MCU. I think it makes it the definitive superhero film. Damn. Damn. I'm not going to go so far as to say it makes it the definitive superhero film, but I, I got I will say that it does make it like the, the definitive MCU film. So basically, what you're telling me is you 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 hold Aunt May's death in higher regard than Tony Stark's death. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I can't. I, I can't do that. Yes. Because you gotta then, think. go ahead, Jim. No, 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 you go ahead. I didn't even have a thought. I wanted to listen to you. <laughs> I, I can't do that because Tony Stark's journey from Iron Man through an accumulation of 23 films where he was basically in about half of those movies and the interactions with all the characters, Peter, um, Cap, all, all the relationships he had and, and, and the moment that, that Tony gets that life that he always fought for with Pepper and had his kid and... Then it's all stripped and taken away from him just because he wanted to save humanity. See, but you are talking about Stoney's. Uh, I'm sorry. Stoney. About- <laughs> Stoney? I didn't know he was stoned. About- you are talking about Tony's progression, not Peter Parker's progression. And that's what we're discussing. Yeah. Well, we're comparing it to Infinity War and Endgame is still very much a Tony Stark story. It's the yes. accumulation of his ending. But, but is far away from home a Tony Stark story? No. No. We're talking about Peter Parker. Well, we're, but we're comparing Infinity War, the MCU, to Peter Parker. We're talking we're... about the loss of Peter, Park, uh, Peter Parker's Aunt May to To basically the MCU's loss to Tony Stark is what you're trying to portray. But the what we're discussing is 
the effects that the audience and we in general as uh as the group discussion about aunt may's effect towards peter parker's you know him losing aunt may well no i get that but my, my argument isn't isn't that the infinity war endgame is better than spider-man because of tony stark or his death the the the, the death impact that's not even that's not even my argument I won't even I won't even touch the Tony Stark part of that so argument. What, I was just so, so what what are you pointing at? Because maybe well, I'm, I'm not understanding. Well, well, what I'm saying is is that I don't I don't take that Aunt May dying in that movie is an emotional impact. But I'm not going to sit there and say that that's makes it definitive MCU because it's the moment Spider Man had to rise up. But we're I talking mean, about Spider Man at this point and. Spider-Man's loss of Aunt May was greater than Tony Stark's. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you agree? Because you, if you're looking at the defining moment is when this the the hero rose up within the person. You're looking at two very different situations. You're looking at Tony Stark with another POW, and that guy gave his uh, that guy gave his life and told him not to waste his life. Well, not taking anything just, away from Peter. I'm, I'm, I, what I'm just saying is, I don't think that makes it the definitive MCU movie because of Spider-Man's journey here. That's what I'm saying. I'm not taking anything away from Peter Parker's journey and what he goes through and, and what he has to rise up through. That makes a terrific Spider-Man story. It makes a terrific superhero story. But if I'm looking at the grand scheme of twenty-seven odd movies, and I look at what this movie did compared to the other 26 before it, I think all of them have their moments that Spider-Man has in these three movies. I think they each have their thing. Look, look at, and not, not saying Thor's is anything, but Thor lost his entire home. He lost Asgard. He lost half his people. I'm saying that each character has been through their own troubles, their own turmoil. But Peter Parker's felt the most realistic well, he's the most grounded one too, though. He is the most grounded. He is the most level as a as a regular, you know, human being. Because he's a he's a kid. He's growing up. This is this is the ultimate coming of age MCU arc that we've seen. Is Spider Man's just go into into this film? So the argument there was be would be that it's because he has the most relatable story. I would say. Yeah. Okay, he's relatable, but I don't know if that makes it the the best because it's relatable. It, it's because it brings the superhero down to our level. It may it, because it it is it. You're not watching some rich guy who is able to build all this tech in his own laboratory and to build his own Iron Man suit. Like you're you're looking at a kid who's just trying to get through high school and to get through school to to get through his own personal stuff whilst being spider-man and to finally realize what that that all means and to accept that responsibility and to to say that hey you know what my life my life outside of being a superhero wasn't that important i want i, I want to make sure that Nobody remembers who I am so that Spider-Man can live on. 
so you're saying the the best the best story that you're saying doesn't necessarily make it make the best movie of them all though. Let's look let's look at the movies on a grander scale. You so you so you think because not, the story's good that makes it the best movie? But that's the not best? fair because you're comparing 27 other films. Well, we're saying the best three. MCU movie. That's 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 the question. That's the question. If we are comparing 26, that's the question. You are comparing 26 movies. If we're just comparing uh, eight Spider-Man movies, then okay. This is this is the definitive Spider-Man movie. This is the definitive Spider-Man story. This is this movie is what Spider-Man is. This is this is almost like the completion of Spider-Man as a whole. If this was the last Spider-Man movie they ever made, this would be the definitive Spider-Man movie, and it'd be perfect. It'd be perfect. I don't know if they can make a better Spider-Man movie than this. I think they have hit a bar now where I don't think anything they do is going to top it. I'd agree. I can I can say that I can say that one hundred percent, no question about it. This is the definitive Spider-Man movie. I have seen so many superhero movies over the years, and yes, Spider-Man has always been the most relatable superhero because he's the most like everybody. Everybody else is, you know, from another world, or they're an alien, or they're rich, like Tony Stark. And yeah, he's the most relatable. For for, for me, it's it, I can't I can't sit here and say a movie that I've only seen twice compared to the MCU movies that I've seen dozens of times and just say, that's it. It hasn't made me feel like that yet. Could that change? But sure. What did, but what did you said? Endgame was the top, right? So what? No, did, I, I, I said Infinity War was Infinity was, was War, my okay. favorite. My bad. So in, what made Infinity War your top? What made it my top? It was like I said before. It was the accumulation of 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 everyone's journey in one movie coming together for one cause. It was and all the heroes coming together. And this one wasn't. Well, it's three this Spider-Mans was, coming together. I'm talking yeah. about I'm talking about ten or fifteen no, different this, heroes, this, not this just three. three generations of Spider-Man. This that is three came, generations. They, but they came, came together for one cause to fight a few heroes. They all had their own personal things they went through on their own, and those were on their yes, own. They didn't go but, through that together. Yes, but Mike, this is something that has grown. You've seen how many, and those Avengers? didn't. Those didn't grow. You've seen how many Avengers? So, yeah, their story is going to grow. The fact that they brought in three different Spider-Mans from three different universes is, is, is huge. Like, how could you even compare? Well, yeah, that's, of course, a big deal. I'm not taking, it, that, taking that away from it. Here's, here's another point I'm going to bring up. Even the villains in this movie were all relatable. Yeah. Because they all still came from Earth. Sure. Kabasi, yeah. you're kind of quiet, man. What you got to say? I'm just listening into this. I think I think it, it's it's definitive because it it goes through the human condition, both on the hero side and the villain side. It realizes the struggles it, of both sides. This the turmoil was shown in this entire movie. It, it, like th everyone was conflicted. Everyone was constantly at conflict. Again, we're making it sound like that I hate the movie, and I don't. I don't hate this movie at all. I mean, I gave it a 9 out of 10. Yeah. But he doesn't think it's better the, than The that. only point that I'm trying to make is I'm not watching it and saying, that's my favorite Marvel movie. I, I, I just can't. I mean, Here, we'll put it to rest with this. We'll agree to disagree for now. What the hell? Yeah. 
I mean, I, there's there's other Marvel heroes in the universe that I enjoy more than Spider-Man, so I'm a little bit more partial to them because I enjoy them more. That's going to be a personal preference. Yeah, and everyone's allowed to have their own wrong opinions. <laughs> yeah, speak for yourself down there. Uh, Matrix hater. Matrix hater. Matrix sequel hater, I should say. Yeah, I remember that. Sir, I don't know what you're talking about. Awkward. Awkward. <laughs> oh, but wait, anyway. no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, wait. I, maybe we can correct that. Solo hater. I'll, I'll correct that. That's better. Hey, we're, we've already discussed that. I know. Many times. Yeah. Anyway, we've kind of dragged this on long enough. Have we, though? We could go longer. We could. I've we got could. Hour we could day. go longer with that. We got more beer. <laughs> we could go we longer. Could, but some of us have work out we've got to go to tonight. So. Work. Okay, oh, Jay, Mike, Jay, to work? Jay. No, Jason's out, of, Jason's out of the conversation. <laughs> he said he was done. We can continue now. Oh, some of us. Some of us have got to work. All right, I guess I'm gonna go to sleep then. Okay, uh, work right. on Jason's schedule. Right. I'll see you guys. Bye. I went to work at six in the morning and then came and still did this. I think you'd be all right. <laughs> now he's really qui- now he's really quiet down there. <laughs> no, I I I will I will respect your opinion even if I disagree with it, Mike. We agree to disagree. It's cool. And that's that's okay. That's we're, that's... we're not going to see eye to eye, no matter how much I can convince no. you. And that's <laughs> no. This is not going to be the Star Trek Six. Not no. this time. It's okay. No, I, get, I get it. I it's get cool. It. It's not cool. every not every one of my arguments is going to yeah. be a winner. Jeremy, agrees. that's okay. I don't I don't like this this opinion of yours. Who? I said Jeremy agrees. I don't. I don't agree with your opinion. Well. That this is what I think of yours. <laughs> Our host is going rogue, everybody. I'm going rogue right. now. Going I'm rogue. going rogue. Yo, yo, we gonna uh, we're gonna switch our podcast to LED camera and action <laughs> entertainment. LED, and we're gonna get rid of you. Good luck. <laughs> oh no, it's it, it's. Hey it's guys, look call. at. Hey, the new guy's already gone. That was quick. Wow. <laughs> that was quick. Oh, well. You've been retired. It was a good run. Yeah, it was a good run. Yeah, Martin, a good run. We barely knew ye. It was a good two-hour run. We barely knew the... <laughs> the shortest stint in the crew's history. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. The boss didn't even That's... defend me. What the hell? I will say I will say this this episode has brought up some very uh deep topics. It did. There were I think everybody was in a debate tonight. Everybody got one. You and Martin yeah. got a debate. Uh Jason, did you get in a debate at all tonight? I'm sure, like, I'm trying to listen to all the debates that have been going on. I don't think there was a debate. Trying to process period. all the information. There wasn't a debate period. You and you and uh Jeremy had one early in the show. We it had was a about conversation. That wasn't a debate. That's a debate. <laughs> it was a Doctor <laughs> Strange debate. It was a debate. Everything, everything is a debate with you. It's all subjective. Martin, I like you. <laughs> My ass. Like Mike. <laughs> hey. Someone's gotta be. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that was literally why he brought me on. He said, you know what? You're very conversational. I said, thank you. Conversational. <laughs> I don't know if that's the word I, I, I would have used, but okay. I'll True. go with it. True. I'll go with it. Uh, okay, well, Spider-Man's over. Now I'm kind of glad. Are you sure? I'm kind of glad now. <laughs> you why, are you, glad. Are you, why are you glad? I'm kind of glad now. I don't want to talk about it no more. You do have to talk about it. I don't. Yeah, seven other movies. Oh, good. Yeah. I think that means I can talk about how good those are. Okay, I'm good with that. Well, here, except here, no, okay. except Spider Man well, Three. I'm I'm sorry, Mike. Let's let's not add this on a bad note for you, okay? <laughs> bad note. Just bad like note. One Stacy, it's done. Over you, with. Oh, that was a low blow. That's still too soon, buddy. <laughs> it's okay. He's Betty Brandt. It's cool. No, but you you just said you you don't want to talk about Spider Man anymore. That makes me feel like you you haven't enjoyed our time here tonight. Yeah. Oh, I've enjoyed wanna, the time. The over. I've enjoyed the time. I want I want to get to the root of the problem. What's the root of the problem tonight? Mike, like? where, where the root here? of the problem? Yeah. I don't ha- I don't have the root of the problem. <laughs> My only root of the problem is I just don't think it's the best MCU movie right now. That's it. Okay. That, that's it. Yeah. That that's it. And one that's... day you'll realize you're wrong. <laughs> Hey, dare to, dare to dream, Martin. Dare to dream. I'll give you credit for that. You're you're dreaming big. It's okay. You know what? No, we 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 can leave the argument to rest. Everyone can feel how they feel, and we can move on and discuss other movies in a happy manner instead of <laughs> torturing each other and driving this podcast into the ground just because of a Spider-Man debate. <laughs> can I always go back to a. Uh... Great Star Wars debate. Those always create some uh, tension. I don't. I don't know much about Star Wars, so I'd just be here like this. He'd be the listener. <laughs> I'd be the. See, I'd be the Jason. He, he'd be the guy sitting there like this, just you know. See, see, Jason. Jason is playing the uh, the role of Green Goblin in this podcast tonight, <laughs> where he sits in the background until the very end and delivers the final killing blow to all of us. <laughs> you know the final words. I'm waiting for the conniving laugh to come out of the darkness. <laughs> I'm just. I'm gonna just be here, just drinking. That that just means I drink more. If y'all talk about Star Wars, I'm gonna be like, he could be the drinking moderator. He could just ask all the questions. <laughs> Come up with a big list of questions and just ask us and just drink. Did that that's we, a great way to do it. Do you know did I would? Did we not yeah, already go into just about as much as we could with Star Wars? I oh, we did. Kill, we 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 covered it all. I would kill that role, mind you. Oh, I know. To, to sit here and just just dabble on what you guys say i'd be like but is luke skywalker really the strongest but don't let me tell you what wait luke skywalker's the strongest is he the strongest that poses an interesting question but we're talking about spider-man let's not get to a (laughs) (laughs) spider-man i can't do this not tonight haven't even prepared anything for that. no i haven't either (laughs) we need to prepare for that i didn't prepare for this well, what do, we do next time. Next time, I'm gonna write down all my questions. Well, those you know, of you listening in, if you'd like to leave us a review and say what topic would you like us to discuss, please <laughs> do so now. I, I like his professionalism. Yeah. Like, share, and subscribe to all of your fans and friends. Like, share, and subscribe. Donate to your <laughs> local you animal shelter. Subscribe. You know you want to subscribe. Subliminal messages deep under the track. No, you want to listen to a good debate. L- l- listen to the solo debate, Martin. On a previous show, listen to Solo. 
Jer- that was one where Jeremy and I were on the same page on every single thing. And Jason and Alistair looked at us like we were like the biggest idiots in the world. Well, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I don't think that would be anything compared to me and Dougie going at it. Oh yeah, you guys should hear his Spider-Man debates with uh, I should with have his cousin. Yeah, you but you would have been arguing with them. Oh my God, we'd have gone at it like this podcast would have gone for five hours. Just we could have just sat here argue. and listened. Yeah, Just him five hours. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep, I'm down. Bring, bring him in. Let's go. I call him right now. Just like hold the phone. Yeah, you could. That would be an interesting topic. Okay, so, so I guess we we circle back to uh, to supernatural. Um, I know also too we have discussed because I know Matrix Revolutions is or Resurrections is coming out as well. So we got Matrix uh, too. I, yeah. I, I actually enjoyed like having a conversation with all of you. Like, this, this is what is we do. I would like to do more. Yeah, this is what we do. Tonight, tonight was more con- uh, uh, contentious and thing with each other more than usual. Usually, we I are mean, that's like because I wasn't here. No, well, Alist- Alistair used to be the uh, the culprit behind that. I will but... bring confrontation. Oh, believe me, when we get into Supernatural, I'll have plenty of confrontational uh, evidence. What? He's going to be my... Oh, man. Let's get a preview, Jeremy. Negative confrontation? (laughs) Because I know Martin's going to defend it to to Kingdom High. So so why? You want to defend every single season? Sorry, buddy. I I will be honest and say I have not watched 13 to 15. I'm not a liar. I have not watched it. Well, you better when you get to that episode. But I'm yeah, ass up from one to <laughs> I'm just going to say not all of the uh, big bads in Supernatural were necessarily big bads. Oh, I agree with that Obviously. wholeheartedly. Obviously. And there were seasons yeah. that were not that good. Oh, we will agree. That were trash. We will agree, but what else you got? Well, uh, I would have to say that... Uh, <laughs> You getting to preview, to, Jason. Getting getting into uh, the entirety of Supernatural. Uh, I'd say that facing the British after facing God's sister is a little bit lackluster to me. I gotta say the British were a bunch of bitches, so I agree. They were a bunch of bitches. <laughs> where 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 are we? <laughs> I'll I'll make a list. I'll start making right. a list right, right. now. Right. Just this is for gonna you, be a, a knuckle drag fight right here. Can I just be the moderator for that one and let you two talk? Because that 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 this That'd seems like it'll be entertaining. That'd be let's fun. just let's just bring it out. Let's big guns. <laughs> let's go. So so basically, it'll be it'll be like a Martin will be you, Jeremy. He'll saying Supernatural is the best series of all time, and then you will make the Connor saying, "Eh, there's a lot of bad seasons." That is a lie because Smallville is the best series of all time. Well, you and I both can agree with that. I still have to watch that, Smallville. That is, they oh, haven't even gosh, watched Smallville. That is, that is a lie because the Sopranos was the and best we was about to go Wrong. We was going to be here for five hours, dog. <laughs> we will not give the worst one of the worst series finale in history credit for being the best show on television. Mike, no. I will fight no. you on camera. What? I will fight you on camera. Who? You. Why? For what? You talking about Smallville? Smallville. No, I'm talking about him. He called right. Sopranos the best series on television. I said, the show that has like the worst Sopranos. series finale in history cannot be the best show on television. Right. I, I take back what I said. I won't fight you on camera. What are we going to fight about? We're in agreement on that. That doesn't I even make sense. 
I thought you were saying that Smallville wasn't the best series. No, I said it was. And I was going to say we were going – what? I said it was the best series on TV. Okay. All right. I was yeah. going to say that I was going to fight you in the ring in front of millions that are watching at home. Jason said, Jason's the one that said it wasn't. I'll fight you too. Not. I will fight you too, Jason. See, he just said because it's not. You and me, Jason. That looks like fun. <laughs> okay, ladies and gents. <laughs> uh, so that's a wrap. Supernatural. Next. <laughs> Look out for it. I thought we were doing Spider Man verse or Spider Verse. Well, let's go. Let's go to Supernatural, and then we'll circle back. Cause I'm Spider Man out after this one. You Spider Man me out. We did really a little it, bit. It's 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 my fault. I'll it's, take the blame. It's I'll our blame. fault. It's yeah, you guys, you guys can both take that blame. Jason, I, 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 Jason, you're the you're the you're the whisperer. Good job. Blame the new guy. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so. We'll see you all on Supernatural. Martin better watch 13 through 15, or it's going to be a very awkward 13 through 15 <laughs> podcast. <laughs> That's a wrap. Cut. And print. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. And coming soon, we begin our Supernatural retrospective as we break down all 15 seasons of the epic original series. Visit our site at lcareviews.com for more information on our written reviews, podcast, and so much more. This is Lights, Camera, Action, Entertainment.